This is episode 152 of the Fearless Launching Show. Today we're talking about communication triggers you need to use during your launch. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done-for-you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. Hey there, it's Anne, and I am coming to you from Los Angeles, California. We made our move. I was off for an additional week, something that I didn't expect last week, but it was a little bit crazy. So I am super excited to get back into it. Uh, We've got some really interesting, I think, uh, episodes coming up for you, especially as we move into September. And I know a lot of you are planning your launches right now. I'm, I'm talking to a lot of people who are in Fearless Launching already, who are in the beta that have been running this summer, and just just business friends and business besties and what your plans are for the fall. And there's something about September. There's something about the fall and putting together. It's just another one of those New Year times of the year. Kind of feels like New Year's, but it's actually not, where everybody's planning their fourth quarter out and fourth quarter promotions and launches. And I know a lot of people doing their mid-September October launches, and now's the time to get that started, to start really thinking about what it's going to take, you know, to do the type of launch that you want to do. So today I thought it would be interesting, and it's just because it's top of mind for me. We're doing this beta for a brand new program that I've been creating, and the focus of the program is really on your communication and creating the communication pieces, the right communication, the right space, the right messaging and all of that for your launch. But in general, if you can be a good communicator, it really helps any part of your life and your business. So I wanted to talk about four communication triggers that we kind of all take for granted, but they are required for a successful launch. And you can achieve these triggers in many different ways. I'm gonna just share some basic things, things that I'm doing right now to make sure that I have these triggers, uh, that they're available and I'm, I'm able to hit them in during my upcoming launch, which will be happening in middle to late September. Got to wait till that Mercury's out of retrograde. Anyways, that's a little bit of a side note there. So let's dive into these triggers. And I may or may not have the exact thing that I'm doing because I think some of them are pretty self-explanatory. But I guess even before I get into those, I should just say to you that a communication trigger is just something like, what do you have to say so that someone either pays attention, makes a decision, 
wants to know more or just simply piques their, it just kind of piques their curiosity about you. And communicating, you know, it's one of those funny things. What works for one person may not work for another person. But I do think these four, I don't want to call them archetypes, but these four principal elements are really important to hit in your own personal way, in your own business's custom way. It may look similar in different businesses. You may be able to employ the same communication strategy or use the same tool as someone else, but the execution of that strategy is going to look different for every single business and entrepreneur. So that said, let's get into this and you'll see what I'm saying. So the first trigger that I wanted to talk about today is one that I really pride myself on. I, I'm not always great at it, but I it's really important to me. And that is the personal touch. The more often you can build in ways during your launch in your business so that you are the one responding or that it appears that you're the one responding. Let's say you've created an autoresponder sequence, even down to the way you do your Instagram stories. How can you inject that personal touch so that someone really not only feels that it's you responding, but that you're responding to them personally? A really easy way is simply, I think that it's a very common way that that even that copywriters and people who are um, writers online, giving people advice on how to create their content as you write for one person. But you should really take that into even any of the things you're doing, like a podcast or the Instagram stories, like I mentioned, or if you're even creating messenger bot, and that is speaking to one person. So, I mean, I will record and re-record Instagram stories so I stop saying you guys because I hate that. It's like there's something really powerful. And I've been on a few Instagram stories, which I don't want to call anybody out. Vicki Lashenko, mompreneur show. But she has an awesome way about her where, first of all, she does say, hey, mama, if you know her personally and you're on the phone with her, hey, mama. But she also uses that kind of as her way to connect right away when she does her Instagram stories. Now, it has been a busy summer for Miss Vicky, so I don't know if you're going to go over to her Instagram feed and find those stories, but I want to say that that personal touch really just makes someone feel like you're talking to them. I think that's a really simple thing to always be thinking of. How can I make sure that this really feels to that person that I see them? I see you. Avatar quote there. Okay. So one of the things that I'm doing is I'm trying to create this, um, I have a response time issue when it comes to emails, when it comes to messenger emails that come through the Facebook page, my Facebook page. And I really want to find more ways to make that more personal. And that doesn't, doesn't mean that I'm going to answer every single email right as it gets into my inbox or my whatever, into the inbox that's in Facebook, but I am looking for ways of doing that. And I know that a lot of people, you might even have tried this a little bit, have worked with ManyChat or any of these bot, messenger bot systems where you basically set up some sort of reply when people email your messenger 
or perhaps there are different things. There there actually are many different things you can do, but that's like the simplest. What happens when someone reaches out to you via social media of any kind? And ManyChat is one of the ones that I actually was playing with just this morning. But I really love it because it gives me the opportunity to just say, hey, I don't want you to feel like I'm not going to pay attention to this. Here's what you can do. And give them something right away. Give people something right away. So if you were to go over to facebook.com forward slash Ann Samoylov, you might get a response. But I get actually dinged in multiple ways. And now because this is an important thing for me, I will be watching those messages more often. But what I know is that I'm able to say, hey, I'll be right with you. I'll be with you as soon as I can. In the meantime, go check out this, go listen to this, go download this here. Just it's it's a good way just to deliver something right away. So personal touch, though, can can also be as simple as responding yourself or having someone on your team respond right away. Setting those response times really adds to that personal touch. So not only just using the you instead of you guys, but also finding ways to to cut down or decrease that response time in some way. And that might be an automated way that just buys you a little bit more time to respond and and gives them something that they might need. I know that ManyChat actually has some things where if someone, let's say, in their message or in a comment uses specific keywords, then they might be they might get a reply like saying, hey, I see that you're interested in planning. Here, check out my launch planner and workbook that we just updated, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm I'm obviously talking off the cuff. I'm not actually reading prepared copy here, but you can do something like that where you actually respond to people's individual behaviors. Um, this personal touch, too, is really why I think that anybody who's planning to launch should have a, an email marketing system where they can treat people based on their behavior. That's why I love Inf- Infusionsoft. That's why I stay with Infusionsoft. I also like ConvertKit. I'm still I'm still looking at that. I know that they have a v- visual campaign editor now, um, or they just unveiled that to some of the customers. But you need a a system that allows you to communicate based on someone's personal behavior. So that's it on the personal touch. The the second trigger that really is important, it's kind of like the you need this or you're not going to make the sales that you want. People need a deadline in order to make a decision. Pretty simple, okay? We all need that deadline or else we would just take forever and ever and ever to make a decision, right? This actually has kind of shown itself to me many times over the past couple of weeks. I was on a call with someone. They wanted me to make a decision on something. Instead of saying, okay, get back to me, they're like, um, let's set a call tomorrow to make that decision. And I think that it's good for all of us to get in the habit of making decisions a little bit more quickly, but deadlines, they sure help, right? Deadline Funnel is a little piece of software, uh, a web app that I've recently started playing around with that allows you to create deadlines of any type based on when people sign up for something. So if you were to go and I'm just totally going to out myself, but if you guys go to bit.ly.com forward slash launch dash planner, sign up for the free launch 
workbook, which is just updated. I keep saying that, but it is true. I'm really proud of what the designer did and how she how she really gave that whole workbook a facelift. But if you sign up for that, the after you sign up, you get offered something. The deadline is 15 minutes. It's on it's like that on purpose because it is such a it's something that I just don't want to leave up there forever. So it's it's literally a 15 minute deadline. So deadlines do help people make those decisions. Letting people know about deadlines makes helps people make the decisions. Deadlines and also scarcity, I want to say on a side note. I don't like using scarcity because I feel like <laughs> unless it's your time because time is scarce, time is you only have so many hours in the day, so you can't just give when you're when you're saying 10 spots, that might mean you have 10 hours or room for 10 people. But when you say only a certain number of people are allowed in a done-for-you type of program, I just don't feel like that's really real. Scarcity's got to be real. So deadlines are really important. You always want a deadline. Uh, I actually say this too to anyone that I've that I've crossed paths with who wants to have an evergreen or an ongoing promotion of their you know maybe they've got a members area maybe they've got maybe they've got products that are available all the time that's great but guess what people still need that deadline so either you find some automated systems to give them an immediate discount or an immediate bonus uh, like a timed bonus of some sort Or you decide four or five times during the year where you're going to actually run promotions that have an open and a close because people still do need those. Even if you've got something that's available all the time, people need a reason to buy now. Okay, so the third trigger that I wanted to talk about is is really kind of an ongoing trigger. You might not even consider it something that triggers sales and it triggers consistent income, but it actually does. I just gave it away there. (laughs) I I do that all the time. I give stuff away. So (laughs) consistency, the consistent consistency of, of you showing up. You know how much it killed me the last couple of weeks because I'm human, right? There's only so much I can produce and I didn't produce enough to get me through the move for the podcast. So I was like, dang, I'm not gonna be consistent. And I just said, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. Just let it go. And they get back on the horse next week. So that's what I did. I got back on the I got back on the horse. So consistency just builds trust. It shows people that you're going to be there. It, sh- it reminds people that you're there. And it gives you that, yeah, I'm here and I'm I'm here for you. I'm here for your business. I'm here for your health. I'm here and I'm not going away. I think that there is something to the person who sticks around that people can people can bet on being there. Um constantly changing what you're doing, constantly changing your schedule, constantly changing your publish dates, constantly even changing your format sometimes can get confusing. So be really specific and consistent with at least one piece of what you do all the time. So for me, the podcast is a Thursday. It goes up in the middle of the night at 2 a.m., 3, 3 a.m. Pacific on Thursday morning, like in the dead of night. And that's when it goes up. Okay. So that is what I try to stick to. So even if I don't end up sending an email to let you guys know it's up there, 
And even if I don't uh, do a ton of social media, even right away, that publish still happens at that point because you are really important to me. And I know how it is. I know how I am with podcasts. I want to hear them when I want to hear them. Now, granted, sometimes I'll go weeks not listening to something and then I'll binge on everything. So I get everybody's consumption habits are different, but I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people's publish dates because I count on their content and it keeps me motivated. It keeps me inspired. So that's why I like to stick to that Thursday publish date. So consistency is important and it's a trigger. It reminds people and it reminds people why they why they like you. And it reminds people that you're there. And by the way, guys, it gives you, I said, guys, <laughs> see, that was not personal, what I just did. See, I'm calling myself out like that all the time. So be consistent and do it because you want to make that personal touch with someone. They can count on you And then you'll be able to count on them being there as well. As long as they know you're there, they're going to be there if they, as soon as they get used to it. And by the way, you might get bored with the schedule, bored with the branding, bored with the, what you're publishing, bored with all of that stuff. But guess what? The second you get bored is actually probably when you've hit the consistent place and you need to notice that. Some, uh, a good friend of mine who's also, Branding expert, designer, amazing. Andrea, I'm calling you out right now. She actually said something so wise to me that I haven't forgotten it. That, and, and it was because I was changing fonts. I was doing this thing where I was changing fonts for no apparent reason. And, and she just told me, she's like, you know, when you get bored with the font, that's probably when it's actually sticking and it's actually kind of gelled for your brand as part as like a, a as some little visual element in part of your brand and i think that branding really is this is a whole other conversation but branding really is the whole behavior of your business and how you behave in your business so if if i think if i take that one little piece of don't change your fonts every 5 seconds don't change your schedule for when you do your podcast or you do your blog post because That's part of your brand. And if you're popping all over the place, sure, there's always the time of experimentation, but try to stick with a consistent schedule. And that does trigger more trust and more sales in the long run. Okay. The final trigger is a pretty direct one that I wanted to share with you. But before I get to that one, let me just recap really quickly. So these aren't, I guess these are underrated communication triggers. They're things that we know, but we forget. Okay. Personal touch. You, you, you. It's, it is actually all about you. It's not a, it, I mean, I like to think it's all about me sometimes, but it's really, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you, another person outside of myself. And I think it's important to, to acknowledge the you because then you're remembered. Also, Another way to have personal touch is in your Im- images. One thing that I have, de- I'm going back to number one because personal touch is so important to me, but in your Instagram feeds, I mean, we're all, we're all kind of vain in a, in a way. Some of us feel uncomfortable showing our face. Some people feel uncomfortable being on video or on camera or whatever, whatever the case is. But if you are a personal brand, 
and you are speaking to one person, let them see you. And this is something that I've struggled with. And I know you will guys, you might be like, why are you putting all these pictures of yourself on Instagram? You, you're going to start seeing more of Anne on Instagram, visually on the website, because those things remind people there's a human there behind the brand, behind the business. So it may be different for someone who has maybe a bigger corporation. Maybe it's different for a Pepsi or a Coke or a, an Apple, but there still is a human element to that. So even if it's not you, this is actually interesting idea that I just, that just popped in my head. Even if you're not the face and you don't want to be the face, I think the brands that have really used images of humans, human beings in the space, like if you look at Apple, there's, they, they use humans. They're not just showing pictures of their devices or desktops. There are humans using the devices. I, th- and, and the same thing with Coca-Cola and Pepsi. They're using humans and that can add to that personal touch trigger as well. So almost like you're showing the face of the person potentially, potentially who's Who's following you? Who's following what you're launching? Who's following what you're offering? Who's following your business? So you're almost kind of mirroring back to them who they are. Interesting. Okay, so personal touch was that first one. Deadlines is the second one. The third one was consistency. And consistency in publishing, in your schedule, and your responses, in where you show up online, where you show up on social media how often you show up, all of that, all of that layers on together a lot of trust for you. So now the fourth trigger, really, it really is kind of like pulling the trigger. And that is tell your audience what to do using that personal touch. Actually, I think if you're using person that kind of personal, you really focusing on who you're speaking to, you're really using deadlines and you're being consistent, then you are kind of telling them what to do, right? But telling them what to do can also mean just come over here at this time on Thursdays, listen to the podcast on Thursdays, leave me a review. You got to tell people what to do. You have to be direct sometimes. Sometimes just the interpersonal communication, the you the 10 minutes to deadline or the consistency, those are almost not passive, but they're not directly telling them what to do. They're almost telling telling them who you are and what matters to you and that you're going to be there. But telling them what to do really shows them that you're willing to teach them and you're really willing to push them. And that's like another, you know, if you go back to I, I mean, if you go back to the episode with James Wedmore, we talked about teaching and coaching. And even if you even if you suggest to someone what to do or to try this on, that's something we talked about in that episode, that actually feels like something like tell them what to do. When people get something to do, sometimes people sometimes people actually need that. Some people need the boss, someone to be their their boss. I can't tell you how many times people over the past several years have said, How can I how can you be my boss? And I said, Well, I need a boss. But that's beside the point. <laughs> but I try to be the boss sometimes, but I've got I've grown out of that role of 
kind of being a project manager, someone who doles out the work. But you do need to give people guidance and something very specific that they can take action on. And that's because when you do that and then they do that, there's something that happens in that process of being given the to-do list. There is, and again, I'm going to respond I'm going to refer to that episode with James because there is a transaction in that suggestion. Even if you suggest someone to do this, this, and this, it starts kind of like this chain reaction. Either they're going to do it, they're going to do it well, or they're going to try to do it and realize they need something more. Maybe they're going to realize they need something more from you, or maybe they're going to realize they never wanted to do that in the first place. You are actually helping them transform just by merely suggesting what to do. So I think telling people what to do um, is something that maybe it doesn't come naturally to you to do that, but find a way in the very basic sense to ask people a question at the end of blog posts, live streams, webinars, podcasts, whatever. Find a way to get people to either do something or answer something. And another thing you could even do is just putting links in your email. Click here is telling them what to do. I just remembered that the other thing that telling people what to do and when they do it, whether it's a click or whether it's answering a question you kind of move from being someone they're just observing to being their teacher, to being someone they consider being maybe a coach or someone in that mentor role. When someone takes action on something you've done, regardless of their outcome, they've transformed just from that, that observer lead prospect to someone who's already learning from you, to someone who's already in the mix, in your community, part of what you're doing and you become their mentor whether they kind of see that transformation or not that's what happens okay so that's all for today I just wanted to talk about these four what I feel like are underrated communications triggers really this is going to be leading up to something that I'm going to be sharing with you very soon I'm in the midst right now, as you know, of finishing up my beta for a brand new program. I still haven't named it. I don't know what I'm going to do about that. Uh, maybe you can help me. <laughs> if, if you want to be in the naming lab, let me know. But these four underrated triggers, let me go through them one more time. Personal touch. You got to be personal. Find ways to be personal, even if part of that personal touch is automated. Two, deadlines. Find ways to create deadlines for people and let them know about those deadlines because that's important too. Number three, consistency. Consistency in everything from your published schedule to where, the, the when, the where, how often, and how long does it take them to get a response from you. Be consistent. Be someone people can count on. And number four, tell them what to do. And right now, I'm going to tell you what to do, okay? So after you've heard these, I want to know, and you can put this below the podcast blog post, which will be at ansomorelove.com forward slash 152, or you can just email me, or you can just send me a messenger email over on Facebook and let me know how are you doing each of these things right now, or what might you what, what do you want to do? So how are you managing to give a an extra little personal touch to your leads, to your list, to your customers? 
How are you doing deadlines? Are you doing deadlines? Are you creating any sort of urgency? Are you being consistent? Number three. And how? How are you being consistent? And four. How are you telling people what to do? Are you telling people what to do at the end of your content? So I want to hear from you. And because I do think that if you can be really clear on how you're going to do these things, that's a really great first step to understanding how you're going to show up during any launch. A launch is really just a big communication. It's like a long, it's like a long form communication. Uh, and you've got to be able to, to pull out different little elements so that people experience it. It's not just a, it's not just a sales page. It's something where they're interacting with you, where they feel that urgency, where they're, where the, everything that they've known about you comes to this, you know, everything they've learned and understood about you comes to a point and they're able to take some action because you give them what that action is. So I think launches are communication and that's what I want you to do today. Also, I want you to stay tuned because next week we're going to have another one of those underrated pieces of launching that that we often forget and I often forget. I say we now because I'm in there with you as well. Um, So we're going to talk about that. And if you have any questions whatsoever after today's episode, it was a little bit rambly, but it's because I'm surrounded by boxes. If you saw how I'm recording right now, you would laugh. Thanks again for listening to the Fearless Launching Show. This was episode 152. You can find the show notes and anything that I mentioned today over at ansamoylove.com forward slash 152. Before I totally leave you for the week, I want to remind you that we have completely updated, given a facelift to the launch workbook and planner. It actually now has planning pages in it, go figure. And I would love it if you would head over to bit.ly forward slash launch dash planner and downloaded that for yourself today. And that's it, my friends. Have a great one. Bye-bye.